Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, and in an undisclosed location, getting a chance to wear some, some clothes that I've had since I was a freshman in college. Really happy to have this. How are you guys doing? You got, we got, we, we're you all... can, you're just bragging you can still wear clothes you wore in college. <laughs> That's right. It is since that. I was like, <laughs> thank you, man. Thank yeah. you very much. Mean, well, man. we are uh, glad, uh, glad to be, be here with you, even though we are all in separate locations. We do have uh, Greg Tillman over there uh, beside me as I'm looking at the screen. Tim Foster uh, on the Tim Cam and also Thomas Manning. I'm going to take a drink out of my mug because I'm losing my voice. Oh so my I'll let you guys chime in and start talking a little bit. Can we just cut him out of this loop, Thomas? Yeah, let's just go for it. Yeah, I think it's, I think he has enough screen time anyway. So. <laughs> hey, because, because for the first time we have Tim, we can hear his voice. Hello, Tim. How are you? Uh, like are we recording? When are we recording? Is anybody recording yet? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, good to it's see like you. Like Chaplin, you know, doing his first talkie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does anybody <laughs> even know what his voice sounds like, or is this the first uh, time we've heard it? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he does. Yes. Well, we are uh, we are making the uh, most and making the best of some uh, weird situations, and we're we decided, hey, we'll do this show on the road uh, with all of us in different locations and um, and do that physical distancing the social distancing keeping it away but also finding a way to continue to reach out to the audience and uh, we thought today would be an ideal day to, to chat about some feel-good movies and, and some of these movies that we talk about they may not make you feel good out there uh, if you're watching this but at least it will make uh, each individual feel good so Thomas, uh, I'm going to let you kick things. Actually, you've only got like two on your list, I think. I've got so a good we... seven. I've got seven. Seven. All right. Is well, it kind of hard 20. to get to feel good? Is it <laughs> kind of hard to get into feeling good? It's a know. struggle. It's a struggle, man. Ooh. Especially with Noel Manning as your father. So. Well, point taken. Point taken. Well, uh, <laughs> I've got about 27. And uh, Tim, have you got some on your list too, buddy? Yeah, I've got some on my list. Uh, yeah, by the way, I'm ready. Uh, uh, yeah, he has I'm, more toilet paper than movie listings. Yeah, I've, I've got four on my list, but why do you have the toilet paper in your dining room? That confirms. Well, me. you know, we been, I went. We got like 50, 60 rolls the other week. We're ready. We're ready, Greg. Dude, um, so you're the guy. Yeah, yeah. you're the guy. Yeah, don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> you have all the Clorox wipes too. You do have some Clorox back there. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're ready. We're ready. All right. Well, I, we'll start with Greg. Greg, let's start on your list because you got oh, a good good list as well. Man. I have too many. I was just thinking out loud. These are feel the same way, right? Feel good movies. Yeah, you Hairspray. just choose choose anything. I'm going to go list. with hairspray. The musical from 19, no, 2006, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's 2006. That's just, just a great feel-good musical, I think. I love. I smiled from the beginning to the end of that film. Is that the one with, with uh, John, John Travolta in it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The remake, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. That's yeah, that was a heck of a lot of fun. That's one of uh, my daughter Catherine's my favorite movie. She loves that film. I uh, really enjoys that one as well. There's my voice. What the heck is going on with that voice thing? <laughs> 
blame it on some buffering issues or something. Yeah, we can do that. We can do now, Thomas, do you have a musical on your list? Um, well, I've got some that are, it kind of depends on what you categorize as a musical, but, uh, I guess okay. we'll go with uh, Yesterday, uh, the one from just last summer, directed by Danny Boyle. Basically, right. a love letter right. to the music of the Beatles. And um, it just, oh. you know, the whole premise is kind of a sci-fi twist, alternate yeah. dimension where the Beatles don't we'll exist. Uh, but there's just like a handful we of people that can remember me. it. And the way they were able to kind of follow <laughs> the, uh, the journey of this character as he kind of takes on some fame and fortune taking the Beatles music but also has to make some tough decisions is this morally right it's just really uplifting really heartwarming and anytime you have Beatles soundtrack you can't go wrong it really is one of those films that you just you have a smile on your face all the way through and has a message as well Greg you got a chance to check this one out a little bit later on and Tim did you ever get a chance to check out uh the film yesterday I did I did it was actually on the list that I uh that I put down. Great movie. Yeah, I just saw it. I was way behind you guys. Just saw it about a month ago. It was wonderful, including that one scene that we were talking about oh, with, uh, that I really kind of blew me away. Yeah. yeah, I saw it again for a second time last weekend. It's, it, it's just it's terrific. It really is. Yeah, I'm going to add a film that uh, was kind of on my, um, on my honorable mention list, but I'm going to go and throw it out there anyway because uh, it was one that got lost in the shuffle last year, blinded by the light, using the music of, of Bruce Springsteen to tell a true story. And uh, I, I just found the story fascinating. I found the way that they utilized his music pretty amazing and uh, highly recommend checking out Blinded by the Light. Uh, not enough people were able to check that out. It is available uh, home delivery pretty much any way you want to find it now. So. All right, Greg, what else is on your other list? We'll, we'll just keep going around, Greg, and we'll, we'll start with Greg. I'm the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like flying monkeys. But what, I, what, I, what is it? Well, it's the music, the, the innocence of it all. And you know, it's a very sharp script. It's not just for kids. If you watch the, the interpretation of some of the lines of dialogue with some of the actors of the Tin Man and Scarecrow, there's, there's a adult shadings to some of the, the line readings, I think. I think that makes it more fun. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see, too. It still holds up so well. I don't yeah, have Tom, a yet, but I need it. Yeah, Thomas and I got a chance to check it out with the revival where they brought back and showed it at the uh, Gibson Theater. Hmm. Uh, golly, when was that? Um, just a, a few October, I ago. believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was the first time I think Thomas had ever seen it. Well, no, I saw it once when I was like five or six, but uh, on VHS, so it had been a while. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, seeing it on kind of a bigger screen with an audience, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. VHS, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still old enough to remember those things, yeah. That's uh, good. That's I'm good. probably the last generation that remembers that. Yeah. Probably so, man. Well, well Thomas, you have something else on your list? Uh, well, you know, look at my T-shirt. Well, it's got to be uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's just one of those movies I watch over and over and over again. And it's like I've always wanted to think that I'm Ferris Bueller. I'm that guy that likes to go out and have fun. But then I realized, no, I'm kind of a, his friend Cameron Fry, who's just kind of, you know, stressing about everything, worrying about everything, and kind of laying in bed sad all the time. But, but, then, but then, you know, I've realized that Ferris Bueller, I need my own Ferris Bueller and to kind of show me my way in all of this and to kind of, figure out how to enjoy life and I found that and actually you know dad dad's a good Ferris Bueller for me so yeah there you go there you go that's thank you it concerns me that you're more like Cameron you identify with Cameron that's yeah basically have you done some therapy yet 
<laughs> Still working on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're getting there. Yeah, the, the movies, the movies make that happen. The, yeah. the movies, the feel good movies are the therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And Greg, I want to tell you, I have no idea where we're on time. So you're going to have to let me know when we need to take a break. So, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, so you'll just have to let me know on that. Well, Tim, what else is on your list, buddy? Well, I'll tell you guys, um, what about Spinal Tap? You know, it's just a feel good one for me. It's a classic, you know, just the the dialogue more than anything. I mean, you know, the the, uh, the humor's always there, but just, the, you know, you have to watch it two or three or four times just to get the dialogue sometimes that's going on, but that's always, a, it's been a classic for me. Gosh, that movie's what, 30, 35 years old or longer now? Older now, I should yeah, say. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, this, 80, is, 85? this is Spinal Tap is 1984. Yeah. Uh, yeah, such a such an amazing wow. film and so fun. Um, and the cast, uh, you talk about the cast. I got a chance to interview um, Harry Shearer, uh, who was Derek Smalls a few right. years ago. He came through here uh, and stopped by a WGWG. And actually, he and his wife uh, played a gig at Broad River Coffee. Uh, and that was just a hell really? of a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so it was a lot of fun to, to have him. Remember that. Here. We had him on Headline News when he was there. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was great. Such a nice guy and such a fun guy, too. Uh, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm going to go the time traveling route. And uh, I've got a uh, – uh, I'm going to let Greg tie in, uh, jump in with kind of a double feature. I'm going to say Time Bandits. Uh, always loved this movie that, that had this cult following. And if you are a Monty Python fan, there were definitely connections to Monty Python on this. But I love time travel films. And I love time travel films that may have a twist, and all of them have some kind of twist. But Time Bandits is just fun. Uh, it's different, uh, and it's unique. And, uh, and Greg, you've got a time travel film on your list. Oh, yeah. On, a, on pretty much all of our list, I think, going back to the 80s. 85's uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, you know, that, was, uh, that movie almost didn't get made. The script floated around Hollywood for, what, five years or something? And everyone thought it was one of the best scripts ever, but no one could figure out how to make it or couldn't get the money until Spielberg finally backed it and, and made it. Play. And they're talking about rebooting it with uh, Spider-Man Boy, uh, Holland, Tom Holland, right? <laughs> Spider-Man Boy. No, they, you know, with Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr., but yeah. that was just kind of like, a, there was one of those deep fake edits they made. And uh, it was pretty disturbing to see, like, Tom Holland's face over uh, Marty McFly. I've seen, it. Was, uh, I've seen that, but, so there's no legitimate. No, no, no. That was just that was just fake. Actually, Tom Holland yeah. himself said, "Never remake Dad. It's a classic." And it really uh, shouldn't. Yeah. Really, yeah. really shouldn't. So Actually, no. I think Dad says they should. Uh, I, I do. Give it, give it a 21st century spin, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, I think now that we've actually outlived the time that that they've gone to, I think it would be fun to kind of see what they could do different to it. So. Uh, yeah, I know it's a classic, and I know it's always going to have those that say, I can't believe you would attempt to do this, but there's something about it. I don't think the classic's ever going to go away. It's one of my favorites. Uh, Thomas even has um, a, a license plate without a time on the front Ooh. of his car, so he is a big That's fan right. of, of this as well. And, uh, yeah, I love this movie. Michael J. Fox was just amazing, and he was not the first choice. Uh, Eric Stoltz was the first choice, and they shot – probably a couple weeks with Eric Stoltz in the lead in the Michael J. Fox lead of Marty McFly. And it didn't work. The chemistry wasn't there. They scrapped it, went back, recast, brought in Fox. And now you can't imagine it without Michael J. Fox. And you can actually go and find the takes that are out yeah. there with Eric Stoltz. And it's pretty Excellent. interesting just to see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen some of that. And he played it much darker than, than, than Michael J. Fox. Did. Right. 
yeah. as a drama, I think, than anything. Yeah, and Michael J. Fox, he's just, he's just had this sense of humor that just felt real and organic in everything he did. I loved him in Family Ties, and you know, there were so many other uh, movies that he was in. And he could do drama as well, but there was just something about his comedy that was just spot on. You know, he shot a lot of Back to the Future at night. Most of his scenes, when they could, they'd do at night because during the day he was shooting Family Ties. So he slept, you know, an hour here, an hour there. Right. On the yeah. Right. Amazing. Right. Absolutely. So, Tim, you're, you were a fan of this as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it was a, a great uh, franchise, you know, probably not as much as you guys. I watched it. Uh, you know, some have their favorites. Uh, you know, between the, the first one, second one, you know, and I mean, Greg have talked about this before as well. But yeah, it's all that stuff with Stoltz, those early uh, recordings. And it just, uh, I couldn't imagine not having Fox like I you know. said in that, uh, in that franchise. Yep. Uh, who, 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 it, who are we up to now? Is it uh, Thomas? Are we up to Thomas? I think Thomas. Thomas? All right. Um, we'll go with Baby Driver. So I think it says something about uh, the way the world is going is that I've watched Yesterday, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Baby Driver all within the past week. All my uh, go-to feel-good movies, so I think we're needing some feel-good right now. Um, but Baby Driver is the very definition of a thrill ride from start to finish. Um, Anzel Elgort and Lily James, the two lead characters, their you know, central, innocent romance is just absolutely lovely. Um, the car chase sequences and the stunt work is incredible, but it's really the soundtrack and the way that they, they are able – to edit the beat of the music to the rhythm of the movements of the action. It's unlike anything I've seen in any movie before. And uh, it just, I can watch it countless times over and over. And they're actually working on a sequel right now. And that one is going to be one of my most anticipated for whenever year that comes out. I don't know <laughs> yeah. when it's coming, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's one of those films that surprised a lot of people. There, there was not a big red carpet rollout, so to speak. Uh, and it, it, it really did kind of shock everybody how good it was uh, and how engaging it was. So we, we got a chance to see it at an early screening, and we saw that back-to-back with, um, the uh, I guess it was Rise War. of the Planet of the Apes? War, War, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, the, the final one, yep. And uh, it was just, we, we really thought the war would be the one that we would remember the most, which was a great film, but there was something about Baby Driver that, that really connected to us, and we still still love it. And the soundtrack, absolutely amazing. And several things we've talked about, the soundtracks connect to us. Back to the Future had the soundtrack. There's so many of those, and I think the feel-good films that stand out to a lot of people is because sometimes of the music that's connected to it. So, Tim, what, what else is on your list, buddy? Well, one that maybe uh, a lot of people don't think about, I think this was still in the 80s as well, but I always loved it. What about uh, Funny Farm? Yeah, I was, I remember seeing it as a teenager for the first time. And, you know, obviously with, we know what he did with National Lampoons, but uh, Funny Farm was just cool. And I, you know, just the characters in it and, you know, just continuing to everything that could go wrong will go wrong. But I just thought it's just a great one that I can watch multiple times. Good for that. I can watch it right now. Yeah. That everything wanna, goes wrong, I know how that feels. You know how that is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've always loved Chevy Chase, and uh, you know some some films better than others, of course. But one that stands out to me was a, a Chevy Chase Dan Aykroyd film, Spies Like Us, and uh, that was one that had a had a great theme song by Paul McCartney. I keep going back to these songs, but it was this just this quirky um, comedy about these guys that had no right to be spies but yet they found a way and there are certain scenes 
in that movie that just are absolutely hilarious. There's one where they're cheating on this test so they can actually get to become the spies. And that whole cheating scene is one of the funniest things that I still remember, uh, the ways they do it. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, just uh, just do a Google search or a YouTube search on Spies Like Us, uh, you know, cheating uh, classroom scene, and I think you'll you'll find that quite fun. Yeah, Greg. With the lovely Donna du uh, Donna Dixon from uh, Booz and Buddies. Who, who is Dixon uh, Aykroyd? Right, she married married John Aykroyd. I'm sorry, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, still married again. Yeah, yeah. We all right, so a break according to the clock up here. We all right, we're, we're, we'll take a break. Uh, you you are tuned in to C19 TV's Meet Me at the Movies. We appreciate you spending time with us wherever you are. And uh, movies, a way to get away. And uh, we're happy to be able to share some of our feel-good films for you. And I hope that works. So we'll take a quick intermission. We'll be right back with more on Meet Me at the Movies. Wow, I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't why should young people care about the spread of coronavirus? Well, we know that people with underlying medical conditions over the age of 60 are at highest risk, but they've got to get it from somebody. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others so that we can protect those who are most susceptible. Not going to bars, not going to restaurants. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others. For more information on how you can social distance, please go to coronavirus.gov. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies, uh, Nolte Man of the Second here, along with Tim Foster, Thomas Manning, and Greg Tillman. We're doing the socially distancing, the physically distancing version, and we may be doing this for a little while. Uh, but I we're... can't think of anyone else I'd rather social distance with. <laughs> well, this is a... Really uh, it is that, a... Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, which we appreciate it. Mm. This is the feel-good edition of Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, and during the uh, intermission, during the break, I got a text from John Rudisell, and he wanted to know if my jacket came from Gene Rayburn from the, uh, the old TV shows. And uh, John, it did not, but it could have. It could I, have I saw that on a match game episode just over the weekend. <laughs> That's the exact jacket. So. I, I would have guessed Jim Lang from the dating game. <laughs> yeah, more, more likely that. Well, you know, the left. exciting thing happened during the break. I got to tell you, I just realized I could mute Tim. <laughs> be like the old days the good old. my wife just gave a, a, hand, a high five or to several people on that a thumbs up well, she still get her in there let's see her well, she doesn't want to be on the show well she might want to i don't want to be on it either but that, you know, <laughs> well, I know. well uh there she is there she is well, she, she left she saw you wait a minute she's coming back we don't have time for this but hey, we might have we'll make time you know why not hey you're blocking the toilet paper. Yeah. We, I'm going to take some with me. And we really need that. Go take that in the bathroom. <laughs> well, before we get too far off track, which we yeah. already are, yeah. uh, and, and before we go into the dumps, which I think is probably happening, uh, Thomas, why don't you uh, dive in with one of yours, buddy? 
Oh uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You can go with either one from the Volume One in 2014 or Volume Two in 2017. Both of them just bring you the same warm feelings. It's just this ragtag ragtag group of superheroes and. Most of these characters, mainstream audiences hadn't even heard of before Marvel introduced them to the world. And um, just, once again, the soundtrack, the way they're able to use like 70s and 80s music, using a Walkman or using a Zune. And it's just something that uh, you can't get enough of. Like from the opening scene in volume one, where you have like an Indiana Jones type treasure hunt thing. And then you have a guy just break out to a dance routine on his Walkman. And the cast is perfect. Chris Pratt and Zoe Zaldana, Dave Bautista. You have Vin Diesel as uh, the voice of Groot, and you have Bradley Cooper as Rocket. So I just love it. It's great. Oh, yeah. Heck of a lot of fun. And, and, and a great double feature with that would be Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is also one of those that was – you when you look at the Marvel Marvel characters, you wouldn't think about Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man being made into movies. You just wouldn't think that would be the way to go. But it worked. It really worked. But the fun of both of those movies back-to-back, perfect double feature. Greg, I see you kind of nodding your head on that. Well, they were just both nice surprises. Like Thomas, I didn't know any of the characters from either of those. And I really wasn't expecting much. And they were just, uh, just the sequel, well, the sequel, the Guardian sequel was just as good as the original, I thought. Not so much with Ant-Man and the Wasp. It didn't seem to have maybe the energy or something that the first one had. Something was lacking, and I never could figure out what. Yeah, yeah. Tim, what's on your list, buddy? Well, I'm going to go back. Uh, let's go to the 1990s. What about Hitch? Hitch has always been a good one with, um, of course, Will Smith and uh, oh, Kevin James, right? Is that right? <laughs> I was about to forget, oh, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Good Kevin, one. Just, great a, on that. Just, just a great one. Good, even a good couples movie as well. You know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, a good, good, cool, good uh, romantic comedy, a different kind of romantic comedy. And and Greg, you've got a romantic comedy on your list too. That's also on mine. And we'll see if it's the same one when you talk about it. Julia Roberts, uh, Hugh Grant, maybe? Hugh Grant, Notting Hill. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember how many times, I can't count how many times I've seen that film. And it's almost a perfect romantic comedy. It's up there to me in my book with, with Harry Met Sally. Kind request. Uh, you know, Hugh Grant's just a, an average bloke who runs a bookstore in the Notting Hill section of London. Uh, when superstar Julia Roberts walks in and, uh, you know, they have a meet cute and then they have another meet cute and but of course despite the Some. probable implausibility of it all it still seems plausible that's what's yeah. and even the secondary characters seem plausible oh, yeah. uh, it's just sweet and warm and funny and i love that i just Very love that film yeah, it's one of my favorite romantic comedies of all time, yeah. and, and their chemistry together, Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts, just spot on, but you're right. The supporting characters are just perfect, and they're quirky, but it felt so real, and it felt so authentic. Yeah, I love, love that film, and, and it's still uh, solid today, and if you love movies, it's also a movie that has connections to movies. Yeah. So highly recommend that if you're a movie fan. Another one I'll squeeze in there real quickly that a lot of people did not see. I don't think it was a hit, but it's another Hugh Grant rom-com okay. with Drew Barrymore called Music and Lyrics. It's okay. And it's a really sweet, uh, funny movie. It's it's not on par with Notting Hill, but it's very good. Well, you're a uh, musician and a songwriter, so I can see where that one really does kind of fit with you. And Thomas, you've got one on your list that you and I both, it's, it's one of our favorite films of all time that also relates to songwriting. I think we're going with Sing Street. Is that the yes. one we're talking about? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's this one 
It's uh takes place in like eighties England and um just as this guy he has to start a band to impress a girl as one does. And <laughs> that's the whole basis of the plot line and Greg got something you're gonna say there. No, that's not why I started, but it's just a benefit. Prove me, baby. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just I love the way they're able to pay uh, homage to different music groups, and they kind of work their way through the different genres as this group tries to write different songs and emulate different styles of different musicians. And um, it's just a really heartwarming story and uh, one I love to watch. So many of the films we have talked about do have these kind of music connections. And there's a musical that showed up on Greg's list and also was on mine. Uh, this is, uh, when I think back to uh, a film that connects to, to me and my daughter, Catherine, this is it. We went to see this and we're just kind of blown away by it. Uh, it's got a, a superhero uh, in the, in the uh, film as well, uh, who was the Wolverine. But the Wolverine's not singing, but it is a movie starring him, right, Greg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him as Wolverine in the greatest show. <laughs> yeah. great, greatest showman. Yeah, uh, what a what an amazing film, and, and you and I both just love that. And and it is so many of the songs are about songs about uh, uplifting and bringing you above yourself and being happy with who you are and finding a way to get through the struggles. And uh, I, I love the soundtrack. As soon as I saw that movie, I had to have the soundtrack. Yeah, some people were turned off by the soundtrack, though, the score in general, because they didn't like the thought of contemporary music within a period piece like that. Didn't bother me at all. I, I, I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, uh, I, it's a fantastic film, like it, but the, uh, the historical inaccuracies there got to be a little bit. I mean, P.T. Barnum, he wasn't the greatest guy in the world. Like, it's he was the greatest showman, but he wasn't a very nice fella. I mean, if we're being honest. But well, it, it was based on a true story, Thomas. It yeah, was. yeah. They, they didn't walk around in the street singing. They just didn't do well, that. Well, no, no, no. I loved all I that. It. I loved all that. And Thanks. it's one that I could watch. I just wish I just wish I didn't feel guilty enjoying it just because P.T. Barnum wasn't really nice, you know? I got you. I got you. All right, Tim, uh, we, we got. I think we've all got time for just one more on our list. So, uh, Tim, bring out one of your... Well, since we're talking about music, uh, you know, and I've watched this with the wife through the years, Sound of Music, of course. A classic, um, you know, it's, uh, gosh, how old is that movie now, guys? Not as old as Greg, I don't think. sixty-five. so it's, uh, yeah. it's you know, oh, sorry, Greg. Over, over 55 years old. That's as yeah. old as you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, Thomas. Appreciate yeah. it, man. And younger than me. Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Remember, you got to be in with this guy, quarantined at some, <laughs> no, never mind. No. <laughs> All right, he sound of music. Uh, <laughs> All right, Thomas, what's the, one of the last ones on your list? I'm going to go Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's kind of ode to the movies that made his childhood. Uh, it takes place in 1969 Hollywood. And Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth, you have Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Their chemistry is just off the charts. Of course, Margot Robbie in there, Sharon Tate. She just brings such an elegance to the role. And it's just the ultimate, like, relaxing hangout movie. People just hanging out, watching TV, driving down Hollywood Boulevard, listening to music. And it's a very different Tarantino movie, but everything about it, uh, I absolutely adore. And who would have thought a film connecting to the Manson family would be yeah. on the feel-good list? Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but the Manson family is not the central storyline. Like, right. exactly they're just right. kind of secondary. Yeah. You're exactly right. All right, Greg, what's on your list uh, that you want to make sure you get in there? 
I'm so torn. There's there's three I wanted to mention. We're just out of time. I'm going to say the names anyway. I'm going to say the names very quickly. Uh, I'm cheating a little bit. The 1965 version of Cinderella, Roger Sanderson's Cinderella, that was on CBS. Not really a movie. It was a TV special. You can find it. It's wonderful. Uh, uh, Singing in the Rain and Some Like It Hot. I've got to get those two in there somewhere. Okay. And I, and I will give you guys a choice. Do you want a um, classic comedy double feature or do you want a, an adventure triple feature? Which would you prefer me to talk about? Ooh. You don't care. Either is good with me. All right. Well, let's, we've already done some comedy. Let's do the, I'll do a triple feature. And this, uh, these are adventure triple features. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, my favorite of the bunch. Uh, tie that on with National Treasure and then finish it off with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. So I think that's a great triple feature. Um, really appreciate everybody spending time with us right here on Meet Me in the Movies. I do have a quote of the week that I'll wrap things up with. Uh, this comes from uh, Aunt Lucy from Paddington 2. Paddington 2, another feel good film. Uh, if we're kind and polite, the world will be all right. So uh, appreciate everybody spending time with us right here on Meet Me in the Movies. Tim Foster, good to hear your voice. Good to see you. Thomas Manning and Greg Tillman. I'm Noel T. Manning II. And we'll come back next week and, uh, and we'll probably do this uh, physical social distancing thing again. And thanks for tuning in. So until next time, that is a wrap. Happy